Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And we're delighted that you're with us today. It's sunny and brisk in Marquette. Yeah, it's the best day we've had in a while, eh? So, I, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess yesterday you know, was kind of nice too, wasn't it? There were moments, yeah. right? I mean, it's just we kind of tripped into fall. Mm-hmm. Like, really, it it kind of it was like one day it was like, oh, it's fall, and then it was like, oh, it's really fall. It was very doom and gloom. Yeah, it's been so, gray and rainy and cold you know, and windy and just a little yeah. miserable. Yeah, but you know what? Reflecting the spirits that we've all had recently. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Uh, we'll unpack that later. But uh, <laughs> Mercury must be in retrograde because yeah, okay. it's been a tough okay. couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and we're not even in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you know. for them. But sure. yeah, mm-hmm. no. Um, so we're still in the gospel according to Luke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 okay because we get to wrestle with texts that are funky and not not classic stories they're dumb i don't like them okay all right tell us how you really feel so uh this is this is a nice insight into uh preacher's minds yeah occasionally we read a text and we're like what the oh man yeah Mm -hmm. really yeah there are definitely days and texts where it's like i don't want to preach that or Mm -hmm. why lectionary yeah um and then there are times, too, when you look at all of the texts for the day and you go, really? All of these? <laughs> They're all awesome. They're all just crazy. I don't know if you so, even read the other ones. Maybe I should have read the other ones. I think eh. they were also kind of questionable, too. I mean, it's like the other day with the the money and like, I that mean, and, but like the, the, what was it? There was, was it Amos and... Famous and, Amos. And Timothy. And I was just kind of like, wow, these are yep. these are really feel-good texts right now. Let me tell you what, it's not the Amos that's making those cookies. <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> they would have been less doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there would have been some sweetness, and there was no sweetness in that passage. No, nope. no, no, no. Nope. No, no chocolate chips were <laughs> spread amongst those. There was no joy. Nuggets uh, of wisdom. Uh, you know, the prophets, they serve their purposes and they're fantastic. But man, are they hard sometimes. Yeah. And um, so yeah. but let's let's try to sort out the gospel for today. <laughs> so help us out here. So like the reminder of like, where did we just come from? Right. Like mm-hmm. the end of chapter 16 was entirely the passage we talked about last week, which is mm-hmm. Abraham and the rich. I mean, well, Lazarus and the rich man with Abraham. Yes. Right. Um. And so it, it uh, once again, reminder, parable, mm-hmm. um, but story about um, how people treat one another and care for one another and less about wealth and more about um, whether or not we actually are paying attention to the promises that God has made to us mm-hmm. in relationship to also our promises to care for one another and be hospitable. Yes, and I think that hits the nail on the head because it's a reminder, too, that beginning in chapter 16, Jesus is specifically addressing the disciples. Right, yeah. Right. So he's talking to you, people who choose to follow him. Yeah, this isn't the Pharisees, Sadducees. Uh -uh. He isn't rebuking anybody. Nope. He's not trying to trick anybody. Nay, nay. This is a reminder specifically for the disciples. So this and, is an important thing to th- keep in mind. Yeah. So this is for you in the pews. It's not anybody else. Yeah. It's you. And chapter 17 starts that way too. Uh-huh. Jesus said yeah. to his disciples. Yes. Yes. Right? And I think, you know, we really need to reiterate the last part of 16, 
He said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Right. And I think what you said last week that is still in my mind is what they need is already there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's been given. It's already been given. It's already there. So that kind of makes its way into 17. And the part that we're missing is in 17 is <laughs> some sayings of Jesus is that. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you read the first five verses yeah, and then I'll let's just, break yeah. and then we'll start the, the okay. section for Sunday. So the part we're not reading for this Sunday. Jesus said to his disciples, occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to anyone by whom they come. It would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If another disciple sins, you must rebuke the offender. And if there is repentance, you you must forgive. And if the same person sins against you seven times a day and turns back to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive. So I think the first portion of it is um, it's hyperbole, obviously. Right. But it's also reminding that it's you have this response. Like you said, there's mutual responsibility happening here, right? There is. And it's responsibility also that that forgiveness and repentance work in the same way, mm-hmm. right? That they don't, they're not, it's not like they can just be like, oh, we don't have to do anything or any of that. It's the reminder yeah. that, um, and maybe some of this is like the stiff-necked disciple thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that they're, that Jesus is like, guys, you just keep not getting it, right? Yeah. I mean, Mark and, Mark's disciples, but like mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, it's that notion of like, you're accountable to each other, which means sometimes it's hard. Yeah. And it's going to be, but it's also, you have the power to forgive, right? Yes. By following Jesus, interesting. you have, with great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, all right. Which is true, right? right. They yeah. have this yeah, power. They, do. they have been ones that have been chosen to follow Jesus, and that's a big responsibility, it is. And it's a responsibility because you're responsible to how you present Jesus to others mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. you call people to follow Jesus. So don't put stumbling blocks before them. Don't. And then added to this is saying, and by the way, even if they've ticked you off a zillion times mm-hmm. with their sins, mm-hmm. but they say, I repent, mm-hmm. you still got to forgive them. Yes, because and, you're called to live the way that Jesus lives as a follower of Jesus. Right. Now, we could dive into a whole nother mm-hmm. sidebar conversation about forgiveness here because that's a whole whole interesting piece. But in this context, what's really powerful about this is thinking about what was the story we just heard? Mm. Because what did the rich man never do? Never repents. Never right? repents and never even offers an outstretched arm to support or help. Because remember, right? repentance is... Not just about saying, I'm sorry. It's about changing. Yeah, it's about turning around. Turning around. Literally, right? right? Um, Turning away from what you were doing to something different. And something different is often the way of Jesus. Yeah. And so, yeah, the rich man never turns around. He's worried about his own skin. He's worried about his brothers. He, He turns in towards himself as opposed to around to actually see Lazarus. And recognize the sin that he has done. Absolutely. So I think in some ways this is an this is a 
a, a convenient and also well-placed bookends. I think it's, it's not included in the lectionary in part because the hyperbole can be interpreted problematically. And, yeah. and also there's probably some debate whether this is really Luke's uh, Luke, but oh. like, yeah. um, but in the grand scheme of things, I think it is helpful to, to weave these pieces together. But let's get the rest of the story. So with that in mind, continuing on with verse five, the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from the plowing or tending the sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table. Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slaves for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. Here ends the reading. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So, um, a couple thoughts in this, right? I mean, first off, tie it back to the other pieces, right? Like mm-hmm. there's still some responsibility mm-hmm. going on here, um, which is a really interesting thing to think about because um, I think about this in relationship to our theology and our Christology and and even how we think about eternal life, right? Mm-hmm. That in some ways it's very easy to say and as Lutheran, I mean, Luther hated the, you know, James and good works. Right. But like, but, but like that when you lean so heavily upon grace and this notion that all the action is upon God, Mm -hmm. um, in some ways Luke is grabbing us and pulling us back and saying, no, God has done what God has said God will do. Yeah. But have you done what you've said you would do? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's kind of like this, yeah. This this saying that like, yes, there is something there that God that there is your, I mean, you know, in our theology, like we cannot help ourselves. Like mm-hmm. God is the one that has to save us from from our ability to sin, from our ability to hurt one another, from our ability to essentially mm-hmm. die too. Right? That yeah. that God defeats all of that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the promises that God has made throughout time also involve how we treat one another right yes that there's an accountability and responsibility not because our grace god's grace relies on us having to do that but because Mm -hmm. god has said look i've given this to you now would you please treat each other as yeah decent human beings i think do this like it's it's that free gift it's that mm -hmm. gratitude notion i guess in some ways but i think it goes back to how we see faith and do we see faith as a relationship hmm. um i think oftentimes no not as transactionary um no not as yeah so they're looking at it as transactionary. well that's because, what they're, they're like how can i get more of this yes right? because they want, yeah, more, they more, want more 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 it's never enough right right where do we see faith as more of a relationship with god and then i think it connects more to how i like to see faith as trust yeah. And I think what is the root of the problem here is that they're lacking the trust in Jesus. When it goes right back to what Jesus has said in the parable about the rich man 
haven't you already gotten the Moses and the prophets? Yeah. And we might look at the disciples and say, isn't Jesus right in front of you? Right? Isn't that faith right there? Isn't that trust right there in that relationship? And haven't you been journeying with Jesus for quite a while now? Do you think like Luke is also kind of like, Luke is the, the writer who's like, Man, I'm so over participation trophies, right? <laughs> He's like, you've um, been asked to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why, why are you asking for a pat on the back? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what do you need? I'm, I'm here. Like, Jesus is there, right in front of you, supporting you. Yes. Yeah. It. it Sorry, that's me. just kind of. It's just popped in my head. I was like, huh, this is so. an interesting image. And I think it's, it's okay. And I think maybe, you know, um, hmm, well, how am I going to say this? Um, it's, it goes back to thinking about what is our kind of human nature. Yeah. And I was reading for um, Bible study this week and we're in numbers and it's talking about the role of priests to kind of intercede on behalf of the people for God. Yeah. Um, and part of that is, so the, the priests intercede on behalf of the people for God and in, in being in the presence of God, they're kind of in danger because God is kind of smiting a lot of people at the time because God's kind of angry. So it's like a life or death kind of situation, right? And that's what the priests are doing for the people. And in turn, the people give these offerings and the priests get a cut of the offerings so that they can Mm -hmm. survive. Mm -hmm. Um, and what it comes down to is God sets up the system because God knows that the people are stingy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so I'm thinking within this, it's like God knows, God knows that we are people who have, who struggle to trust and to have that relationship. So God keeps setting up things to help us know that that relationship is already there and it already exists. Right. Moses Mm -hmm. and the prophets and now Jesus. Yeah. It's like, it's our like I just keep going back to I think what you said last week. It's already there. That relationship yeah. is there. Yeah, what you, know? you need, you already have. Yeah, and, and that's all you need to do the good that God is asking. Do you to think do. that some of this too is is like just thinking about the disciples in this passage in particular? It's also it's 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 a turn and a shift of saying saying you have all you already have what you need, but it's also saying. Can you be thankful for what you've already received mm-hmm. rather than only thankful for what you're hoping to receive? Right? Yeah. That can you can you name and acknowledge what has already been given? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I wonder if that's a that's a little piece of this too. Like that yeah. there's I'm, there's some of that that I'm, it's it's almost like can you live in the present for a moment? Uh-huh. And recognize that you have been given so much in the present. Well, it's an abundance and abundance rather than scarcity mindset. I feel like we keep this keeps coming back over and over and over again. And uh-huh. I think Luke really dwells in that a lot, mm-hmm. like because Luke's Jesus is constantly saying, "No, there is enough. It's yes. already here." Yeah, like it means you, we need to share. Like the, to to me, it's that oh, if they had faith the size of a mustard seed, they could remove this mulberry tree and right. uproot it in the ocean or whatever. Yeah. Um, in this in the sea. 
Yeah, which is a funky image, isn't it? It's funny, but it's like, okay, so when you actually look at that, they don't have faith the size of a mustard seed. That's the point. They have faith so much bigger than that because Jesus is right there. And what they don't, and Jesus is saying, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't see that you actually have you have so much Faith. more potential. You're, well, you're you're failing to see, you're failing to lean into what you already have, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like saying, we want more faith. And he's like, but you already have enough, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you, I mean, in some ways he's being sarcastic too, right? He's like, mm-hmm. if you had enough, you'd be able to do this. And uh-huh. in part because it's kind of like, it's that, duh, guys, you have faith. Mm-hmm. Like, do you really need more than the size of a mustard seed? Yeah. Like, you don't, but you already have it. But you have so much more than that. You have so much more than that. And like, so, Mm -hmm. so believe and then, then act, Mm -hmm. right? Like then do the work, Yeah. which is the whole awkward slave passage, right? And you just kind of wish that this passage wasn't on its own because it connects so well with what is before and what comes next, Um, especially with the idea of this leper who is a Samaritan, who's not a follower of Jesus being healed and praising God. Mm -hmm. And that's really the example of the mustard seed moving the mulberry tree. Right. Right. This person has only had this little tiny glimpse of Jesus. And yet look at the praises that are coming from him. When you have had this huge scope of Jesus and you're over here doubting. Well, and I think about this too. Like I think about, um, you know, places I have visited and I think about Haiti or I think about even um, the family that is seeking asylum. And I think about people that have been through absolute hell mm-hmm. or have lived in the hardest circumstances possible. Yeah. And yet somehow their faith is incredible. Yeah. Right? That it mm-hmm. shines forth. Whereas those of us that have had so much privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, a pretty comfortable life. Pretty comfortable life in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we haven't had hardships, right? Yeah, I but know. Like, but like in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, and it's just kind of like, in some ways, that's another part of this is saying, you know, what what are you actually asking for, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like what, what do you want that you can't already see that you have? Yeah. And, um, and it, it honestly, that pushes it back to the rich man once again, which is, um, not the wealth, right? That's the problem, but the the focusing on it, right? From the passage before, right? The 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 love of money is the problem, not money itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is it the desire for something more? Is pro? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I'm I, getting I'm in the weeds. I'm getting no, in the no, weeds no. here, but like, it's, I'm thinking about it's that. really interesting to me that there's there's yeah. this tension going on yeah. in 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 how we understand abundance and wanting more mm-hmm. and how we lean into what we already have. Yeah. And and why and is it that, that, that people more. are so much better at it? Those that have almost nothing mm-hmm. are often way better at this than those of us that have. Yeah. Right? Because God comes to the least of these. That and honestly, I think that the love of anything other than mm-hmm. God gets in the way of God, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in some ways that... The more stuff we have, the more stuff we have to get in the way. Yeah. 
I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying we all need to go back to a minimalist lifestyle, although there's some temptation some days, but like, yeah, you know, but like, wh- how do we, yeah, how do we strip that down? I'm trying to figure out how that connects because the part that I haven't really, I've kind of written a rough draft sermon and it, yeah. I just kind of ignore the second part. Well, you know, um, I mean, <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm really looking at that last part. Um, so you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. But that's not what the disciples are saying. No, the disciples are saying we want more. Yeah. And what's really interesting, so let's unpack this just a second. So the disciples say we want more. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus tells the story, who among you would say to your slave, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table, saying, in other words, stop working. Yeah. Right? Would you rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put it on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. You thank the slave for doing what was commanded. So also you have. So I'm kind of wondering if some of this is also is saying. Guys, are you expecting something already, even though there's still work to do? Jesus in Luke is still always mad when people are trying to be the greatest. Well, trying to be the greatest, but also trying to be like. So we want more faith. It's kind of like saying. So I, I want to do this without the work, mm-hmm. right? Because you make it just easier for us, Jesus. Right. And Jesus says, guys, you're in the work. Mm-hmm. It's his way of saying, you're not done. Yeah. Like, why, why would you think that your faith mm-hmm. should just be handed to you? I think, too, here's the different role. faith is, in, yeah, this is a, that's an interesting piece, thinking uh-huh. about abundant scarcity and life experiences that, Mm-hmm. faith in some ways often is deepened by the hardships we've experienced, right? Yeah. And in some ways, this is Jesus saying, guys, mm-hmm. you're not going to get faith just have it handed to you. Exactly. Like That's not how it works. And it's also thinking about the two different roles that are happening here, right? The slave does what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The slave does all the things he's supposed to do. And the slave is a slave, right? right. Yeah. The slave has no choice in this. Where the disciples have chosen to follow Jesus. Paul would disagree, but you know. <laughs> well, meh. Paul. Uh, no, but, and, no, but Jesus I, says, I mean, come and follow me, and they come and follow, right? Yeah. In some ways, he's, he's pointing out the holes in their logic, mm-hmm. but also pointing out and saying, um, this isn't about whether or not a slave should be treated well. This is about the fact that there's still work to be done and it's not time to sit down and feast yet. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. There's still work um, to be done. I, I like that interpretation of it. That really, that I the, think that really I mean, in some it. ways, is this also kingdom here and now, but the not, is this leans on the not yet? Right? Yeah. That's saying that like, you, there's still work. Mm-hmm. You know, the work of the kingdom is still still happening here and now mm-hmm. and you're part of it so get back in the fields and and you need to continue working even when the master is gone oh we're tying in the other stories again yeah yeah right 
Oh, Luke. Yeah. No, yeah. no, that's great, Molly. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a powerful way to think. Like, what are all the different pieces ne- in neither, these different stories? Neither will they be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Right. Like, will you? I think that's what Jesus is really worried about, too. Right. How will your faith continue? If you don't have enough faith while I'm here, how are you going to have faith when I'm gone? Yeah. You know, that, how are you going to continue the work? My resurrection is not actually going to make you believe and do the work you need to do the opposite i'm going to be resurrected and you're going to be hiding in a room and i'm going to be like hey guys get out there and do the work that's a really interesting so just i'm going to run with this for just a second this is a really interesting thing to think about from from a preaching perspective but also just a pastoral care perspective Mm -hmm. is that question of of what are how do we live our days Thinking about life just in in general and the choices we make, the decisions we make, Mm -hmm. following Jesus in discipleship. Mm -hmm. How do we navigate all of the nuances and the challenges of life knowing full well that resurrection to us as Christians is hope? Mm -hmm. And then throw Jesus right in the mix right now and say, Jesus saying, no, your faith is forged here and now. Yeah. This is not about me defeating death. Mm-hmm. That's that's powerful, but this is about you mm-hmm. following what God has asked of you and embracing God's grace and love, right? Like I mean If you don't get it in now, now in life, how you're are not you going to get, get it, it then, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like um you know, to me it's one of those things like in some ways the the born again conversation and, and eschatology and thinking like Eschatology matters because it's already here, mm-hmm. right? Like the end, the kingdom is here. And so is Jesus in some ways saying, guys, right here, right now, mm-hmm. the world is transforming, is changing. It's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. You want more faith. Um, have you looked in the mirror and then continued to care for one another and doing the work that we've talked about? Um, yeah. And by the way, have you have you actually realized that maybe one of you can move the mulberry tree mm-hmm. and that then just I mean, this is where I think the subtext is, is that like there are multiple of you. Mm-hmm. How many mulberry trees are you moving, guys? Exactly. Like, do you realize that faith is communal, which is a very this is a very Lutheran concept, mm-hmm. right? Like faith part of we come to church is mm-hmm. it's community mm-hmm. that when I doubt your faith helps carry me. Yes. Right. And in some ways, is Jesus saying, guys, this is the work that you are doing, mm-hmm. um, which in some ways means that faith and God's grace are breaking in all the time in our daily work, yeah. right? Yeah. That it's not just about the end, mm-hmm. that it's not about escaping that. Mm-hmm. It's about experiencing it now. Mm-hmm. That moving mulberry trees is not about resurrection. It's about here and now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That was kind of convoluted. No, Sorry. it makes sense. And if we but just like, skippity-doo just a little bit passes past the 10 cl- yeah. lepers, we get the kingdom, the coming of the kingdom of God, um, yeah. where Jesus says, once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is, for in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. Mic drop. 
Yeah. Right. Thank you for explaining that. And then it's like two chap, two like paragraphs. Later. Sorry. Yeah. I wasn't thinking that. I was. I hadn't even <laughs> well, read ahead. That, I just like think that, that but reinforces like, it, oh, kind of where it's going. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No. No kidding. Um, it's among you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like kind of scary stuff, right? Oh yeah. It's like. <laughs> The days are coming when you will long to see the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. They will say to you, look there, look here, do not go out, set off in pursuit, for as lightning flashes and lights up the sky. Um, and it's, like, scary. Like, people are getting, like, left behind. Yeah, kind of. yeah. It's a little yeah, doom, doom, yeah. doom, doom. But anyway, I think it's a re- it's understatement that you got to live here and now like it's the kingdom of God because it matters. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that the kingdom of God mattering right now, but also I think in some ways, even with the pivot and the doom and the gloom and the other stuff, right? Like that one of the things, one of the pieces of that is, is also saying, saying don't all, don't just look ahead, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Look among you. Look among you and look today, right? Mm -hmm. Um. I, I think about it that if you're constantly looking for tomorrow, you'll never experience the beauty and joy you could see today, right? Wow, that should be on a Hallmark card. It probably is, right? Dang, that's beautiful, yeah. Andrew. So, but like, <laughs> but in some ways, mm-hmm. that's also what he's saying, right? Yes, like, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. it's here right now. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that it's coming? Mm-hmm. And that if you, if I just wave a magic wand or. Yeah. That, you know, or from Lucan theology, like, or resurrection is going to be the answer. Mm-hmm. And Jesus and Luke is like, nope. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an answer in a different way, but it's not an answer to their faith. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not an answer to them actually getting to experience God in their day-to-day life. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I What's the take-home in this? Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, okay, dear listeners. <laughs> Get us some feedback. Stay no, um, tuned. Stay tuned for part two. Um, I I wonder if if a little bit of it is is also is to say, um, can you live enough in the moment, even if the work is not exactly what you are enjoying doing, mm-hmm. um, to experience God's presence within it. Can you yeah. can you find um, even when it does when you're yearning for something more? Can you also see what is present? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking of that whole stumbling walk idea yeah. and the times that we will stumble in our faith and go straight to the increase our faith. Jesus, just let us have a little bit more. Just fix this problem for us when yeah. we really need to take a step back and kind of look at well. What do we know about God and Jesus, and how does that inform how we move forward? Yeah, and I I think we'll we'll learn a lot, you know, when, mm-hmm. when we're struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the for right the forgiveness one, right? When someone's frustrating me, what does God ask me to do? You know, yeah, forgive them. Yeah, when you know, I think it really any situation we come upon, we can find the answers have already been found in our in our in the story of our faith yeah and i think that's a really good place to stop mm-hmm. um good because i don't got anything else yeah i'll <laughs> add one tiny piece because i mm-hmm. think it's important just to say this is to say just because 
we can name that piece of this mm-hmm. doesn't mean we don't have to unpack what forgiveness is and those other pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, because in our common societal conception, sometimes forgiveness mm. feels impossible. And it's not a blanket statement. And it's not a blanket. So I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think what you've said is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But I think just remember that as you, as we, for all of us, I think remembering as we listen to these asks of us in our daily life yes. to also place that within the context of what these requests really are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that maybe we need to think about that a little bit more too. Um, and that is a conversation for another day for sure. But yes. like, um, it is. yeah, we're already so time. I know we're, <laughs> we're over. Um, so Dear listeners, thank you for being with us on our meandering journey today in chapter 17 of Luke. Yeah, we hope you this passage feels a little clearer than it did at the beginning or maybe a little more convoluted. And it's okay if it's <laughs> not your favorite. That's okay. We'll make it through this Sunday. We will. Mm-hmm. There will be another one. Mm-hmm. Or as this passage points out, we will just do the work, right? We'll just <laughs> stay the course, keep doing the job. Moving those mulberry trees. Moving those mulberry trees. Yeah. Yep. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. So... Thanks for listening to us today and our prattling. Um, you've been listening to the Queen City Cre- Preachers. Creatures. Preachers. <laughs> Queen City Creatures and Preachers podcast. Um, I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. Be well, friends. Mm-hmm.